Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Walking in the Light with me, Jason Burnside. Today's message, wake up, it's time to re-emerge. Before we start, I'd like to begin with prayer. Father God, Lord, once again, I'm so humbled and thankful that you've put this podcast on my heart to share your word and your teachings. Lord, I pray that everything out of my mouth, every bit of wisdom, every bit of encouragement, every bit of scripture uh, hits the mark as far as the, the listeners are concerned. I pray that everything is of you and nothing is of me. Lord, I continually ask for your hand to be upon every listener, to guide them and to nurture them and to surround them in your love and your light. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, wake up. It's time to reemerge. What does that mean? Well, the Lord communicated to me that with this season coming to a close, we're at the the beginning stages of coming back to a new reality. Uh, A a dear friend of mine, a mentor of mine, Pastor Mike Sion, told me before this whole COVID-19 thing started getting kind of intense, he said that I have a feeling that we're going to start referring to it as BV and AV, meaning before the virus and after the virus, of, of how we act and operate on a normal basis. And I feel like now that we're coming out of this season of stay at home, that we are emerging to a new normal. And in this time that we've spent these past few months, two, three months, however long it's been, it was a season of rest and reconnection. Uh, The Lord was able to allow us to priority shift uh, where we used to be so caught up in our chronos, our day-to-day schedulings of hour-to-hour, day-to-day, minute-to-minute, month-to-month activities. We were forced to realign and to readjust our daily routines. Schools shut down, businesses shut down. However, they would still operate on a digital basis. But now there was more time for family. There was more time for dinners together. There was more time for walks and bike rides. And there's more time for family movie night and playing games. And hopefully you've utilized that time wisely to, to invest in what God has blessed you with. And hopefully you've had a somewhat of a reawakening in that sense that these people that God has put into your life Uh, They are a blessing, and they deserve your undivided attention more so than any vocation. Also, more important than that, hopefully utilize this time to spend with the Lord. Hopefully there's more prayer time. There's more Bible study time. There's more time dedicated to plant seeds and and to cultivate seeds you've already planted. And and maybe you're walking in your gift for the first time. Maybe if if the Lord put it on your heart to start a podcast or to start a book that you've, you've been writing or start a small Bible study group through Facebook or, or through Zoom, you know, hopefully you've done that. And, and hopefully you've, you've had more time to sit with the Lord and spend time with the Lord and just to really understand what your purpose is beyond what you do in this world. But God has given you this time to reconnect and to sow into what he's blessed you with. Hopefully it was time spent, as I said before, to realign your priorities. Because right now, guys, the blinders are off. Uh, this is it, it, all the distractions that used to come with day in and day out, driving here, driving there, take the kids here, got a meeting there. Those things have hopefully slowed down for you, and now we can go forward. In Zechariah 1.3, when speaking on how his people have turned from God because of their 70-year Babylonian exile, the prophet Zechariah said, Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. What God is communicating is there's been a a period of time, 70 years in the Bible, where you've been away from me, your fathers have turned from me, you haven't been walking in your calling that I've called you to, you haven't been being obedient to my will in your life, and 
a lot of us have been guilty of that prior to COVID. We've, we've allowed the world, our jobs, our friends, our social life, our needs to get in the way of what God has called us to do. And again, just to reiterate, hopefully you've spent some of this time at home reprioritizing, realigning, getting more familiar with the Lord and, and what His will is in your life and without any of the daily distractions because you're trapped at home, most of you, and hopefully you've spent that time wisely. And what He's asking you to do right now is to return to me. And hopefully you have. And now with this season coming to an end, the season of rest and reconnection coming to a close, the Lord is telling you, when you reemerge, don't forget me. And just so you know, the name Zechariah means the Lord remembers. So the Lord's always going to remember what he's spoken to you. He's always going to remember what you've done to honor him. And we need to continue with that mentality moving forward. Zechariah is a fitting name for a prophet of restoration. That's what he was. He was a prophet of restoration. He's reestablishing Judah, Jerusalem. And this prophet was called to encourage and mobilize God's people to accomplish a task that they had begun, yet lost momentum for before completion. And so Zechariah was sent to remind the Jewish people to continue on this path. You guys have started this, you've gained momentum, but now that you're back home, Don't forget what we've started. Don't let it lose steam. And the Lord is sending me right now to tell you whatever you've begun in this season of rest and and, uh, realignment, don't lose steam. Now that the world's opening back up, businesses are opening, schools are probably going to open up in the fall. Don't lose steam. Don't forget what you spent this last season building or working towards. Those seeds that were planted, the ones you've been cultivating, don't forget about them. God is saying, don't forget what you've started, what I've led you to. Don't let the trappings of routine and chronos overtake your priorities again. It's time to reemerge, shake off the dust, and go forth. And Lord, I just pray that right now over the audience, Lord. I pray that you activate them, Lord. Let them stand strong and stand firm in their convictions and let them learn from this past season, Lord, that there's a calling in their life greater than what they're doing for a paycheck. And God, I just pray that you give them the trust, the confidence, and the spiritual posture to stand upright and walk in their calling, God. And we understand, Lord, that what you're calling us to is always going to be protected and blessed by you, and it may not look natural or look sane to the outside world. People may doubt us, but Lord, we know that when you walk with us, all things are possible. So God, I pray that we have the courage and confidence to step into what you've called us to. And I pray that over every person listening right now in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. With that being said, I understand. I understand that the Lord will call us to situations that are uncomfortable, because that's what he does. He's, he wants to put us in positions where we have nobody else to turn to but him. By no other power can this task be accomplished outside of the will of God. And this is exactly what he wants. This is exactly what he does. So he's asking you to take leaps of faith, whether it's put that money down on a square footage for a business front, whether it's uh, go back to school and quit your high-paying job, uh, whatever it is. I mean, it could look like a million different things. Do you have that confidence in yourself and more importantly in the Lord to take those steps of faith? There's going to be stress involved, but that's what we have prayer for. That's what we have worship for. That's what we have God for. Unbelief versus trust. Do you believe? Because stress comes with unbelief. Peace and confidence come with trust. Don't let the enemy twist God's truth. And the enemy will come at you in all different ways. He'll come at you through the people you love and trust, the family members and friends. What are you doing? This isn't wise. 
hey, financially this. And, and No, if the Lord has put it on your heart, he's testing you. He's testing your resolve. There will be tests all the time. Just make sure you pass. How do you pass? You follow his word, his call, his direction, not your own. And I'm here to tell you, if what you're dreaming about is in his will, he will provide it for you. But I'm telling you, it may not look the way you've envisioned it. Your path to that goal may not be the path that you think it is. It may come along a different way. But I'm telling you now, if it's in his will, it will happen. I'm telling you that right now. Also, too, there's new beginnings. People fear change. Uh, I myself am a creature of habit. When I go to a restaurant, I order the same thing. <laughs> My wife knows when we go to this restaurant, I order this. If I go to this, I order that. I'm not big on rearranging furniture. She is. But new beginnings for some people are very stressful. And that's understandable. But again, the reset button has been set. We are going back to a new normal. It's going to look different. It's the same game just a new you with new skills. So don't be afraid of this change too. I know changing into the home this past season caused a lot of stress. And now that we're coming back out, there's still stress. The, the media is telling us to stay home and still do things. And I don't subscribe to that fear personally. I'm not judging you if you do. I'm just saying, use your wisdom, pray about it. Whatever you do, do it in confidence in the Lord because all of his advice should, all your advice, excuse me, should come from him. Just make sure that you don't allow this new beginning, this new normal to stress you out in any way. You are a stronger person now. You've been sitting with the Lord more and just understand that he hasn't left. He never goes anywhere ever besides right next to us. Take what you've learned this past season and prepare for the next one because this next season we're coming into is going to be the foundational stones that propel us forward. We are going to be, again, entering into a new normal, uh, an a AV situation, again, as Pastor Mike said, an after-virus situation where uh, we're going to be modified. We're going to, we're going to use more wisdom in our daily routines. Shopping, going to the movies, going to concerts and sporting events are going to look different from now on, and that's okay. But just understand that everything we've done these past three months is in preparation for what's coming next. Again, hopefully you've taken some leaps of faith and you've started a book, or you've started a podcast, or you've started a group, or you've started exploring ideas for schooling, or whatever it is, or ministry, whatever it is that the Lord has put on your heart, hopefully you've taken steps, and you've started planting seeds. Um, and, and this is the time that we're coming into this new season, is to start cultivating those seeds in confidence, trusting. And the change isn't over, friends. Spoiler alert, the change is never over. We come into different seasons, one after the other, after the other, after the other, and you have to be prepared for that. You have to be constantly in prayer, constantly in his presence to get the instructions, to move forward. You have to be tuned into his frequency at all times. He will never forsake you, and the changes always come. We are told not to stay stagnant. We are told to continue to grow and continue to seek him. We are told to be continually in his word. It doesn't matter if you read the Bible once, or a thousand times, you will always find new bits of information and, and points of wisdom and instructions in the same passages you've read 17 times. You have to be continually in his presence and continue to grow. Never be satisfied with where you're at. Be humble, be humble, be humble, and just continue to move forward. Proverbs 16 verses 1 through 3 say, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. What God is saying here is we may plan 
our way down a path that God has mapped out for us, but the Lord in his grace guides our steps. Many plans uh, may be hiding in our hearts, but our Father directs the way. For the counsel of the Lord will stand firm forever. We are given the GPS to achieve a goal. The route we take to our end destination is known only by the Father. We know what he's tasked us with, and it's okay for us to make plans to get to that end goal. Well, Father, if you're calling me to be a minister to the youth in a foreign land, well, I'm going to go ahead and make preparations for that. I'm going to get my passport in order. I'm going to start taking a different language on Rosetta Stone. I'm going to learn the Bible more. And if this is what the Lord has tasked you with, he's going to provide means for that to happen. He's going to provide you with the finances to get the plane ticket. He's going to provide you with uh, a friend that knows somebody that can hook you up in other areas. He is going to make sure that you achieve that goal. It's okay to make our path, but again, remember that God has mapped it out for us and that the Lord in his grace guides our steps. So don't count on the plan in your head being exactly what happens. Verse 2 says, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the spirits. When carrying out your plans, check your source. Make sure it's what God is tasking you to do. Make sure it's not out of anything else. If it's about you getting the glory, some selfish ambition, some pride, like I wanna see the world, so I know I'm gonna be a missionary and I'm gonna go see Europe because that's what I wanna do. I'm just gonna you know, maybe bless some kids and read some scripture along the way. Well, guess what? The Lord didn't tell you to do that. That's you trying to use the Lord to achieve your agenda. And guess what? He's going to shut it down. So just make sure that whatever it is you believe the Lord is leading you to do, spend time in prayer, spend time in his presence, and continually ask him to download more direction, more um, checkpoints along the way to reaffirm that this is, this is what he's calling you to do. But also, too, realize this. If you do make the mistake of stepping out on your own flesh, with a repentant heart, if you come back to the Father and lay it all at his feet, ask for his forgiveness, change your ways, the Lord will find a way to bless you in that situation and turn your misfortunes around. There's never a path or direction that we will take that he will just shut the door on and leave us stranded, ever. If it's not in his will, he'll lift his veil of protection off of you and he'll let you go. He'll let you make those choices. The Lord has blessed us with free will. He will let you go. And when we realize, oh goodness, <laughs> sorry God, this wasn't you, this was all me, he'll say, okay, now that you realize that, let's go fix this. And he will find a way to correct your course. Verse three, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Remember that God will put us in uncomfortable situations at times to test us. I said that earlier. Uh, he'll do that to test our level of faith and commitment so that we rely on his strength and not our own. And he can sometimes change our direction on our path mid-journey. His end goal, again, I'm going to keep using the example of being uh, doing ministry work overseas. If you believe he's called you to preach the word to people in a foreign land— and you make steps to do that, you make your path to do that, and he's blessing you along the way and guiding you along the way, he may, mid-journey, 
say, you know what, instead of going to this continent, you're going to go to this continent. Or instead of teaching this group of people, you're going to teach this group of people. Or instead of teaching this age group, you're going to teach this age group. And it may look different. And you may go over to a foreign land to minister, and you may end up going over there to, I don't know, do something else, like build a house. You never know. God has the right and the will to change our plans mid-journey. And we have to be humble enough to recognize that in those moments and accept whatever direction in our, our lives that he has. Thank you again for listening. I hope that God continues to bless you and keep you. I just want to remind you that this is a time for reemergence. This is a time to take those bold steps that we are now hopefully uh, aware of, that we didn't know that God had on our hearts before, or maybe we knew about it, but we just didn't think the timing was right. Well, the Lord is telling you the timing is now. Uh, you, you, you've been resting. You've been powering up, so to speak, and it's time to reemerge in God's new creation, our chrysalis, as my wife said. She's going to make the, uh, the image for this podcast, a butterfly coming out of the chrysalis. We've been in our chrysalis, and the Lord has been feeding us, and the Lord has been feeding us, and the Lord has been feeding us, and we've been growing stronger and stronger, and now when we reemerge and giving all the glory to Him. And so I want to encourage you to keep walking, to keep growing, and remember, where there's light, Darkness cannot exist. God bless.